0: Today, Jack, the show is all about you. You're in full control. It's about your favourite area, cap space. So, mate, that's me done. This is all about you. Go. First of all, hello to Jack. Good Morning, Jack.
1: Let's talk to Jack Duffin. Let's
0: bring in Jack Duffin. our Westminster studio is Jack Duffin. <laughs> So we've finished recording the offence and we talked for over an hour. So what I've done is I've cut this podcast just on the offence into two. So I don't know how many instalments this podcast eventually when we finish what this uh, fantasy style uh, draft team looks like will be. But we'll keep bringing you a segment every week. Um, I'll do a recap at the start of each of them with where we're at. So um, last week we had... Um, a round one quarterback a backup free agent quarterback, a um, UDFA quarterback and in the running back room we had a round four running back, a round seven running back and then a UDFA running back so that's where we're at, if you didn't listen to the first episode, go back and listen to it um, a week ago Um, in the um, links at the bottom, I'll have put the uh, link to go back and listen to it, but uh Guys, it's, it all adds up. Really good podcast. Hope you're enjoying it. And um, back to episode two, where we go through the rest of the offense. Wide receivers next. We've decided six. Have you got any free agents in this group?
1: Yeah, I think... Okay, so I would... You would probably have to. Because one, I think the hardest thing to do in the NFL is to be a, uh, like a rookie wide receiver and to have your quarterback develop with just rookie wide receivers. I think that... The problem with Sashi taking a wide receiver year one is that he didn't have even a quarterback to throw to, and I get that you want those guys to get a couple years, and and of course uh, Coleman didn't work out the way we wanted Corey Coleman to work out. Um, but I think you have if you got a young guy, a young quarterback, you have it's fine get rookies, but you have to have a veteran guy in there. I think when I look at the court, the wide receiver rooms around the league, like Tampa Bay with Evans, they draft them really high, but then they they trade for uh Deshaun Jackson that's something that you'd be willing to do and I think when you get teams that either have new regimes or the rebuilding you know new new um GMs a lot of those guys that's where you find value with trades or you find value in in uh free agency where they just cut they cut a guy because they don't fit what their new plans are going to be and a lot of times those guys you can get for super cheap I don't remember what Deshaun Jackson went for um but I it probably wasn't what what his value was but then you have a guy like Mike Evans uh Godwin Jackson and then Adam Humphreys like that's a perfect wide receiver room the team we're playing this week Atlanta you got Julio Jones you got Sanu they go and draft Ridley now they spent two high first round picks on wide receivers hey if it's there if you can get Julio Jones in the first round take it now there hasn't been one the past couple years in my opinion um you know, people say, well, my, everybody missed on Mike Thomas. You go back to Mike Thomas in college and you look at his catches, like he didn't have a ton of production. And and that usually matters quite a bit. Now he had the physical attributes, but he wasn't necessarily fast. I mean, uh, a guy like Julio Jones is not only has those f- physical stature, but he has unbelievable athleticism. And that's what pushes him to the top of a draft. And that's what makes him worth a top you know, a first-round pick. But I think you can find wide receivers anywhere in the draft for the most part. But you can't – like I said, you, I, in my opinion, you can't just go rookies only. You have to have veteran uh, guy.
0: Yeah. For, for me, I would never want to see a team uh, – my team take a round one wide receiver because if they eventually become the players you want them to become, probably after two years because they're one of them positions that you see what they are in year three – um, you had that freak class in 2014, which was incredible. They all started breaking out in year one. But mm. you sort of got a right-off year one. And unfortunately, Callaway got the hype around him in pre It was like, no, just, just ignore him. You literally want him as a bit-part player and the hype train started. And it, it was always going to be a letdown. Um, and then he got smoking weed. And then, well, it was just in his car. Um, and then uh, Dorsey and uh, Hugh just embarrassing on hard knocks but uh, (laughs) that's not for this show. Um, But if if you get the round one wide receiver and they become the player you want, then you're going to pay them 20% of the NFL salary cap. For me, it's not that sort of position. If I'm paying someone 20 million, I want them to be a quarterback, probably a pass rusher, maybe an elite, elite shutdown corner. I don't want to pay a wide receiver that money. I think you can get enough production from other people. Um, and look at Diggs. they paid Diggs all the big money. And this year's been really interesting with number one wide receivers have been shut down in many cases. And it's, it's been the year of the number two wide receiver. Um, lots of them produced quite nicely. So I definitely want a free agent. I just found a couple of names in the last sort of four years of Marvin Jones and Sanu. I think a player like that gives you a solid... They're not going to be your wide receiver ones, but they're going to be in that sort of what strong wide receiver two range that gives some production and sort of can cover if a rookie's having a rookie game. I wouldn't mind, because I've worked on the basis that half of these sort of, what is it, it um, 11 free agents, I've put five of them onto offense, and I wouldn't mind having two free agent wide receivers just because it's a position that takes time.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and you need – it does take time, and not only when you bring in a rookie – and I don't mind drafting one in the first round, but he has to meet that criteria that I was talking about. He has to have, uh, you know, good tape, and he's got to be really big, and he's got to be really fast, like Megatron, Kelvin Johnson type, uh, A.J. Green. Uh, he has – you know, like Beckham, when, when Odell Beckham came out – to me, yes, he's obviously a first-round pick, but he would have scared me at it. His size would have scared me. And and when you look at the league, Antonio Brown, and these guys are actually – could be argued as the best receivers in the league, but that stature kind of stares, you know, scares you away in the draft process. So when I look at it, it's like Mike Evans – is a guy where it's just a mismatch. There's no cornerback in the league that's going to be able to guard these guys. So you've created a mismatch with a wide receiver, and to me, that's worth a first-round pick. So I would do it, but it has to be, it has to be like one of those guys that is so rare that you don't see it in every draft. It just does not happen. You might get one every three years. It'd so be it's, it's
0: just throwing in Joko out there and seeing what happens. I'd love yeah. to see him just played as a uh, boundary wide receiver and just. Mm-hmm because I think he'd do insane. There, there can't be that much difference between him and a Mike Evans. Obviously, Mike Evans is going to have slightly yeah. better hands, but mm-hmm. I think he could do Mike Evans things.
1: Yeah, it's it's cl- but you almost don't. You almost want to develop him into that Travis Kelsey because because you brought it up like the value that uh, you know. The, there's a reason why you get a value with those slot guys is because the middle of the field is wide open now with the the cover three that they play like and I don't think NFL has adjusted for that like the the fact that nickel corners don't get paid as much as a boundary corner doesn't make sense right now and you see that the teams that have good boundary corners if you have a bad nickel corner your your defense isn't as strong as what it should be and that's what we're seeing across the league so there's a lot more balls going to the middle of the field but you also need those guys to stretch the field on the outside you know it's 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 an interesting debate because you really have to throw resources at it. But you look at, like, this year's draft, look in the second round. Like, there was a lot of really good talent there in the second round that we could have had. Cortland Sutton could have been an outside receiver. You could have went with a guy like Christian Kirk as a as a slot guy, or you could have went with um, the guy that the Bears took. I can't think of his Miller. name. He went with Memphis. Um, yes. Anthony
0: Miller.
1: Ash. Yes, Anthony Miller. Uh, yeah, so you know there were guys there that Browns could have drafted, and and that to me that would have been more of value than even Nick Chubb, who's having, who's playing well. I'm not saying no, Nick well. Chubb's a terrible player. Nick Chubb's doing exactly what Nick Chubb should do to to you know be the starting running back of this team. But there's probably better value as a wide receiver than a running back there. So
0: how how do you feel if we go if we get our Marvin Jones, Sanu star wide receiver, and then we pick mm-hmm. up a free agent slot somewhere? just on a short-term deal sort of uh, just to give that sort of easy out for our nice round one rookie quarterback.
1: Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. And then we can get a couple UDFAs uh, to play special teams. Now, you have to have wide receivers. That, when you get down to your fifth and sixth wide receiver on the list, that guy not only has to know how to play wide receiver, but he has to be able to cover kicks.
0: Oh, Got to wow. have that. Yeah, I yeah. want him to be electric. I'm happy to spend a second and fourth round pick. I think that gives you sort of the... Hopefully that second round pick can really develop quickly and that fourth round pick might become a solid slot, might do something else. Um, yeah. And yeah. And a couple of UDFAs because who knows with a wide receiver position? There's not that many. Just looking at the um, the... Show I did two weeks ago um, with the mean draft value. There's only six of the top forty-eight in that top fifty percent in the NFL who are actually uh, undrafted. But who knows? We might have someone in the scouting room that uh,
1: pulls. A yeah. Well, and I'm talking about fifth or sixth run, uh, wide receivers in your room. The top four, you probably you know you want to have uh, free agents, and you want like they you need four that can play very well, and then the other guys are developmental, like a Damian Ratley. You know, if Damian Ratley is your sixth wide receiver on your on your team, that's fine. Now, yeah. it's a problem when he has to be your number two or number three, like he uh, is with, with our year. And we can take a risk in the fourth round. We can take a character concern that people might say is a first round pick that we'll take in the fourth round. Who knows? Maybe we'll hit on him. Maybe we don't. Maybe he ends up, you know, getting high and going to jail, or who, who knows? We you, Who knows? You never know. Beat I'll Be Girlfriend,
0: signed for John Dorsey. That should be the. Uh... <laughs> College slogan (laughs) So just to run through Them uh, second round wide receivers We've got Devin Smith Zay Jones Green Beckham Sterling Shepard Curtis Samuel Cortland Sutton Devin Funches Free agent this year And one to uh, keep an eye on If he gets released I wouldn't mind him in the Browns Uh, Deontay Pettis uh, Michael Thomas Christian Kirk Anthony Miller Tyler Boyd That's broken out this year James Washington, mm-hmm. I'm so annoyed, he's in Pittsburgh, DJ Chark, and Juju Smith-Schuster. That's a, that is a
1: really, really solid list. I'm telling you, that's where value is for wide receivers. And, and the, uh, there was a, re- a lot of really good slot guys. So the guys that aren't necessarily going to make the first round because of their stature, Sterling Shepard, Juju Smith, um, uh, Christian Kirk. They're unbelievable middle-of-the-field players because of their quickness. They can use that, you know, that, that quickness to their advantage. And and they're, you know, that, that's what we want Jarvis Lander to be. <laughs> you know, we, we spent a lot of money on Jarvis for somebody we could have just gotten the second round, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and if we jump down to the fourth round, we've got Kiki Kute, Jameis Crowder, Antonio Callaway, Justin Hardy, Chris Moore, DeeDee Westbrook, Malcolm Mitchell. Deshaun Hamilton, Ricardo Lewis, Pharaoh Cooper, Josh Reynolds, Mac Hollins, Vince Mayle, DeMarcus Robinson, Josh Malone, DeAndre Smelter, Jalen Scott, Ryan Switzer, gutted we didn't get him in a trade. Uh Jamon Moore, Jehu Cheesen, and Chad Hans Hansen, Hansen.
1: Yeah, and it gets significantly worse there. But a lot of those guys are sort of, like, developmental players where they go, well, we're drafting this guy on on his athletic ability and let's see if we can develop him.
0: Yeah. You know, still,
1: it's stuff. If,
0: if, if them players are sort of your fourth receiver in a team, it's, it's not the end of the world. They sort nope. of take them in that fourth round, they might end up as your fifth wide receiver, but it just gives you an option. Yep. So that gives us uh, – round two, round four. That is – Uh, the wide receiver position. So it's on to tight end. And we've gone with four tight ends. Um, I'm a massive fan of the one signing Dorsey made in this room this year. You're blocking tight ends. There is no good blocking tight end I've seen that came out of college. They just, they don't know how to do it when they arrive in the league. They don't really have to do it in college. So, Raid free agency for him. It's the one thing that I would just go, use him, and then when he's done, just pick up another one in free agency. They're dirt cheap. No one's got any respect for him um, in yeah. terms of money. What's your view on grabbing a free agent blocking tight end?
1: Oh, absolutely. I I, I actually think the Browns have a good setup. Um, I've been saying the Browns need a blocking tight end now forever because we've had terrible blocking tight ends. Gary Barnage was terrible. Uh, the guy that was before him more was terrible. Uh, they, they've it's, We've had a long line of terrible tight ends. And, uh, you know, I like Najoku. Obviously, he can't block, but he gives you vers- versatility um, and you, you're developing him. And I love develop. I don't think they use him enough. I think he's the perfect style of tight end in today's game where he's a mismatch guy. He's fast. He's quick. He catches the ball. Why they don't use him as uh, Trey Burton type? I don't understand. That's what he is to me. Uh, I think he's underutilized, just the same way they underutilize Duke. Um, so I like our room. The only problem with our room right now is just, it's it's young. David Njoku still has a lot to, to develop. Um, but I, I like the Fells. I thought Fells have been excellent this year so far. No, it's 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 the valve
0: is a oversized slot receiver. Just play him Just yep. literally forget that it says tight end. Give him a different number if that's what it's got to take. And just put him in as slot receiver. Um, and Njoku, have him as a tight end, but just a chip block and go. Don't expect him to hold anyone. Just literally hold a hand out, push him and run away. Um, yep. And those two could do wonders. Stick Jarvis out one side, stick Higgins out the other, and then four as weapons. Duke coming out the back. You've got five players who. Great, all can create different mismatches in different ways. You've got Higgins that is his favourite target. Landry's got to be out there because he's paid a lot of money um, he can <laughs> run across the pitch for his three-yard catch. Um, but he's, he's, he, he's caught so many balls, he must be good. No, yeah. if, if I had a running back that got a thousand yards off a thousand rushes, doesn't make him a good running back. Um, yeah. But hey, it's uh, it's done now. We, well.
1: Spending big money on a slot receiver. <laughs> well, you bring, uh, here's the thing though, because almost like you mentioned, Devell was a slot receiver. Yes, they absolutely could play in there. Um, that's what Landry is. That's what Rashard Higgins really is. That's what Duke could be. So we've got <laughs> we've got this team of slot receivers, and we have nobody on the outside to stretch the field. Now Antonio Callaway might develop into it. Maybe Damian Ratley will. Damian Ratley has a ways to go with the last couple games that we've seen um, just using his body and that kind of stuff. But, and, and same thing with Antonio Calloway with his hands, that stuff all usually comes along, but it takes a couple of years, you know, that's why uh, it, it's, it's a problem though. I mean, that's, we have all these guys that can run in the middle of the field and no, nobody on the outside. And so, um, but yeah, the valve should like to me. The uh, also contributes on special teams. So your third wide, your third tight end, and we're gonna have a fourth because he's gonna. We're gonna have one as a fullback slash tight end slash special teams guy. Those bottom two guys gotta have to be special teams contributors again.
0: So in, in terms of value, I'm a big lover of tight end because it's one of them rare positions that if he becomes an elite tight end, you've only got mm-hmm. to pay him about nine million a year and. It's just madness. Gronk has literally capped that market where they should be earning and a lot more. It, you could have Kelsey and Gronk, and you're basically paying the same amount as we're paying for Jarvis Landry. Just, yep. it's, it's madness that that <laughs> can even be allowed to happen. Could you imagine a team that had Gronk and Kelsey just yeah. on the field together? It'd be like, no, we're going home. The safeties, no, we're not even gonna try. Fight that you would just destroy teams because teams, if they're lucky, can find one player in their um, matchup to try, sort of not even take that player out of the game, but just slow them down a little bit. You've got no chance looking yeah. after two of them. And for me, I'm well up for uh, normally it's one of them rare positions that I'm happy spending first round picks on. We've obviously got bigger priorities um, starting a new team. I'm gonna say a second round and fifth round and then a UDFA.
1: But I will yeah. to move that around. No, uh, second round's good because. It, but here's the other thing about tight ends. Now, the, these are guys that are bigger human beings that have to be good, really athletic, right? Like David Njoku is a freak athlete, and he's six foot five, right? So that it's tough. So when you look at drafts there are years where there are like tight ends are undraftable. Like there's a whole year of just, there's nobody that can do anything except block and you don't really want to waste a draft pick in, you know, in the top, at least what, sixth or seventh round, maybe on a blocking tight end. I don't even know if you want to waste one. You can find one in the league that we're all already be adequate, which I think we're, we're going to do here. Um, but, yeah, first and second round, when there are good tight ends, I think those are the places that you have to get them because they're rare. But, uh, you know, there's guys in the second hand, uh, second round. Gronk went in the second round just because he was injured. He missed his entire last year, goes in the second round. But, like, Adam Shaheen that went to the Bears, now he's injured this year. But that's the kind of guy from Ashland that you look at huge size and and, and that sort of thing where, you you know, maybe the second round is probably the perfect spot to find one of those guys. Yeah. Um, so, do, do we go
0: fifth for that sort of other tight end? Do, do yeah, I bet two? you
1: can find good value with a fifth, honestly.
0: Well, we'll find out when we read the list of names in a second. So, let's flip over to the tight ends. Um, second round, Hunter Henry. That's not a bad place to start. Mike Gusecki. I know he's not had a great start to life in the NFL, but I would love that guy. I think he's very similar to Evan Ingram. You're not expecting him to do any blocking. He's an oversized slot receiver, and just go for it. Gerald Everett, Adam Shaheen, Dallas Goddard, and Max Williams. Yeah. I I like it. we have any of them, really.
1: (laughs) Max Williams is underperformed, but, uh, yeah, the other guys. I mean, Goddard I loved this year. I'm surprised he wasn't the first tight end taken, to be honest. Yeah, it
0: Um, it was bad that the uh, Ravens took two tight ends, and the one they got – um, in the third round, Mark Andrews was probably better than
1: hey uh, yep. I would almost love to have Mark Andrews here with Baker, to be honest, So uh, another guy for him to be thrown to because he catches the ball. He catches everything that's thrown his way.
0: And let, let's see if there is any value in that fifth round. So the names we've got is Mike Oyle Jake but George Kittle. He's been a monster this year. Um, Jordan Leggett, Jeremy Sp- Brinkle, what a name! Troy Fumagalli, another name. Place for top names. This is the fifth round. Uh, CJ Uzoma, Tyler Conklin, Jesse James, Nick Boyle, James O'Shaughnessy, Eric Subert.
1: Yeah, that's not the worst list of names. I mean, if you probably half of those guys are halfway decent and, and, and roster, you know, good enough to be on rosters there. Um, yeah, I, George Kittle was super undrafted uh you know he should have been a second or third round guy his his measurables his athletic traits were off the charts and how he drops to round five I have no idea but uh we just drafted him that's what we just did
0: (laughs) we just got ourselves Hunter Henry and George Kittle along with Darren Fells and some undrafted guy I don't know it's it's not a bad lineup to have (laughs)
1: <laughs> so uh if we look on at the next position tackle where are you at with tackles yeah you gotta have one. you gotta have i mean look it, they're just hard to find i think you gotta draft one high but you don't expect them to be good the first couple of years so i would say definitely one would be a free agent but they cost a lot of money i was looking at that and the breakdown the average left tackle, which we're not uh, like, if you go top five left tackle, you want one of the the best ones in the league that you're going to sign in free agency. You're talking about four, four, fourteen point five million dollars. That's a lot of money. But the right tackle is less, and I don't, I didn't have the breakdown, but it was like two million or three million dollars less just to get a light, right tackle. So you go right tackle and free agency if you can, and then you draft your left tackle in the future. Now uh, you just hope that your rookie quarterback uh, can see, uh, you know, his blind side and not get murdered for the first two years. I'll just
0: throw a name out there of sort of a, a right tackle that's hit free agency in the last four uh, oh, years. Let's have Mitchell
1: Thornton. sports. Okay. Well, Yeah, we'll take him back. That'll do. <laughs> Thank you, Sashi. Thank you for <laughs> – So, yeah, we'll have our
0: – First round left tackle Mitchell Schwartz. That, that, it's not; it's a nice couple of ends to have, and uh, who knows what we do with the interior. But I'd say that, that it's a nice starting point to be.
1: Yeah, and left tackle is one of those positions where uh, you know I was talking about; it's huge guys that have to be able to move, and you're going to have to draft them high. I think your breakdown that you did last week had tackles being pretty highly drafted if they're going to be successful.
0: It was the highest drafted um, position. Um, came in an average value of 58 for the top 25% in the NFL. And Mm. so even higher than quarterback, obviously quarterback was slightly weighted because of Fitz magic and Tom Brady, but um, quarterback was the only position with no undrafted players, but tackle was close to that with only one undrafted
1: player in the top 32. Mm. uh, Hey, so this is off topic here, Jack, but so we're talking about going into this next year in our draft Tackle is a major need, wide receiver, and defensive tackle. It's pretty obvious by what you're talking about there, we probably need to get that offensive tackle.
0: Oh, 100%. If there's a left tackle there, you take if it there's one. Um, yeah. uh, as soon as you need him. If there would have been a left tackle in this draft, I think that would have been the pick at four. Um, it was just a case of there wasn't one. So if we'd have traded back and Mike McGlinchy was there at sort, of say we'd have traded back in the Bills and got that pick um, in there, Um, I I wouldn't have minded taking Mike McGlinchey there. He wasn't perfect, but he was solid. Um, uh, PFF have always said, I think it was PFF, it might be over the cap. They're both great places, so enjoy them both. Uh, You draft left tackles, you find right tackles in free agency, because even though all the numbers say they're the same real value, there's not that much difference. It's very small, the more importance of a left tackle. Mm -hmm. They get paid just different amounts, so yeah mm-hmm. we'll sign mitchell Swartz and we'll we'll draft ourselves a left tackle. What are we doing with the other two
1: um, well, you got a swing tackle you could go like you know u d f a would be Harrison this year, but I you know if you have a rookie, you really want to pay I would probably go like free agency lower tier guy, somebody that has some kind of uh experience in the league that can swing right and left and that you don't have to, in a pinch, you can put in. Really, you, wanna, you don't really want to start rookies, but we're an expansion team, so we have to. So, but you want to have a good backup for them in case they completely fall on their face and you have somebody that can fill in. Oh, we have four tackles or three? Four, because I, okay. think,
0: I think it's always worth having that fourth tackle because you stash them, and it's like if that third quarterback turns into something decent you can trade off a tackle if right. you end up with two sort of swing backup tackles and they turn out good then you're laughing because as soon as the team gets injured they get on the phone it's like oh yeah you drafted that guy in the fifth round but we need him right we'll have right. a third and you could you if a team had an abundance of tackles you you can sell them off it's not a position that there's much talent out there so I, i'm yeah. always happy to stash four in a roster See
1: what so happens. let's just say, yeah. Let's just say you have a guy that we just, we got rid of a couple of years ago. Austin Pastor is like your swing. Like you can you can do worse than that. You don't have to pay him very much money, and he can play both in a pinch if if you're you know you need him to. And then maybe go UDFA or draft one late. I I wonder what what do tackles look like in the sixth or seventh round? Is there any talent that you saw?
0: I was thinking fifth or sixth. So I haven't I haven't even looked at this list okay. yet. What one what, what are we going with? Are we going to use a fifth or a sixth?
1: let Let's and we'll see what the draft value is. Yeah, let's go six. I bet there's probably not one guy that's even useful. So, <laughs> we're going to draft one in the sixth.
0: Let's see what we've ended up with. So we've got Tao Fabelouge. <laughs> Some of these names are just crazy. Um Tyrus Thompson, Sam Tevy, Jamil Denby, Kyle Murphy, Adam Bisnowati, yeah. uh, Matt Pryor, Justin Sr., Connor McDermott, Kofi Amachi, Greg Sinop. Hmm. All right, so let's just get another free agent. <laughs> <laughs> we can't use all our free agents. We, we need some for the offense. Okay, fair enough. For the offense, defense. So i uh, uh, that's, that's that's the end. No, no more uh, free agents on a uh, offense. No, I'm gonna put, put a hold on that. Six on offense. Okay. We need five for the defense. So. Uh,
1: oh, we do. Okay. Well, what are we gonna do at guard and center? We can draft uh, them late and just hope for the best. Yeah,
0: I've got I've got a plan for that. Let, let me let me just yes. write these in so we know what we're doing and where did we draft him? We went round six. So guard and center, and these were probably. Other than cornerback, which we'll talk about later, these were the two probably most interesting for me of guard, the average uh, draft position for your top 25% is 117th. So really late in the draft, which is actually your latest position, even later than running back. And centre was 95th, um, which is in the mix for sort of the very late end. And I don't think they're as valuable as people think. Some of these players are getting paid insane amount. in the uh, free agency. Yeah. I understand you want some talent there, but at the same time, I can't get that excited about it.
1: Yeah. Well, Sashi paid quite a bit of money for two uh, guards. I, it really matters when we were kind of talking about this yesterday, you brought up the way that defenses need to play Tom Brady and you have to get, um, you have to rush the middle of the pocket that get in off his, you know, so it comes down to what kind of quarterback you have. If you got a guy that with a little bit more mobility, you might be okay. Like you look at Patrick Mahomes, he's, his guards aren't good. He's got two good tackles, but his guards are not good, but he can also move Baker can move enough. Like he's not quite, you know, Drew Brees is another one of those guys that really needs to step up in the pocket. And that if you can get him in the middle of, you know, middle of the uh, line, you're going to, he's going to struggle. So it just really depends on um, what you're looking for, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going have a bold proposal here for our guards and our center. I'm going to say we use three third-round picks and do the whole interior line. Two oh, yeah. The center, get them all in the third round and yes. see what we get.
1: Are you sure you don't want to wait a couple of years before we draft our quarterback? Because he is going to be – I don't think he's going to make it past week six with this, uh, this uh, group of rookies we have. <laughs>
0: no, anyway, they can all link arms and actually give them <laughs> enough of a <them> pocket.
1: <laughs> this is the whole Tim Couch thing all over again. David Carr, where they just get absolutely obliterated and they can no longer continue their career.
0: I, I, I think we've got good enough tackles nothing's coming from his right. So worst comes to us. It will just run out the pocket to the right each time. And just okay. Jump on like hey, a good, throw the pass.
1: Right. A good offensive coordinator will work, work around it, right. He'll move the pocket. He'll make quick throws. So it all falls on his shoulders. We better have the best.
0: That's a good shout, Actually, when we get to the end of this, we're, we're going to have to choose coaching staff. Okay. That's available. I, I hadn't even thought of that, but uh, we've just added it in there. It's a, Free roaming podcast. So, if we're going to say the left guard, right guard, and center is going to be third round, sixth rounds for the backups. Let, let,
1: let. Yeah, uh, well, I, you probably can go UDFA. I bet you there's probably some UDFAs that were halfway decent uh, as guards. There's got to be a couple out there, right? It's real, I mean, not as a backup, but I mean that you take a shot on just to see to start yeah. off. Um, There's got to be somebody.
0: Yeah, five of 32. Um, obviously, we can take some UDFAs on defense. We're, we've already taken five UDFAs, and I I don't think we actually need to take them. Okay.
1: Any. All right. All right. I don't know where we're sitting with picks, so we so relying on you here.
0: Working on sort of half of the offense, half of the defense. If we wanted, we've got a spare fifth, two-sixth, two-seventh. So, we've got some spare picks to throw around if we want to uh, – use them okay so uh
1: two sixths yeah let's see what what do they got in that sixth round of guards i bet i bet there's some names in here that are halfway decent right
0: guard in the sixth what about the uh center four fifth uh, fifth sixth or seventh what do you fancy
1: what do you have two centers uh two centers on the roster yeah two centers yeah Okay. We got a lot of linemen here. So I think, so you, you probably only really need to, to have one really good backup guard one. And then, and then the other guy can be like a swing, you know, he doesn't have to be the best because typically you're not going to go through that many. Yeah. Um,
0: so seventh for that. Uh, yeah. So round seven, let, let let's see what we've got. Let's do the guards first and see uh, what did we win Greg? In the lucky dip, there's not actually that many. This is a real surprise of how light the guards are in the third round. So Jeremiah Putazzi from the Titans in 2015 got AJ Can, Dan Feeney, Joe Tooney, and John Miller. I- I'll take two Joe Toonies.
1: Yeah, uh, what's his name from the uh, from San Diego? Is that who you? He uh, mean- plays for the of San Francisco, right?
0: Uh, no, uh, Joe Tooney is at New England, uh. the Patriots guard. Um, and the centre, who did we get in the sixth round? A selection of Cole Madison, Connor McGovern, Jordan Morgan, Joe Dahl, Jarvis Harrison, Christian Westerman, Isaac Asteria, Wyatt Teller, Robert Myers, Danny Isadora. I just hope our starting guards don't get injured.
1: Yeah, you can't – I mean, we just got to get the ball out quick. That's the only thing you can do.
0: <laughs> edit. Those are the fifth. Uh, it's actually the sixth round we drafted in, so they're going to be a little bit worse. Here's the list. Sam Jones, Ian Silverman, Sebastian Tritola, Wes Switzer, um, Colby Gossman, Cody Weichman, Corey Levin, Ted Karras. Uh, yeah, if uh, we get an injury at
1: guard, we're finished. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, there's seventy-five uh, percent of those guys I've never even heard of.
0: Reading <laughs> these names, it's like the the, the names at the top of the roster, even the ones that I can't really read. It's like I've heard them enough times, so it sort of makes sense. But uh, no, some of these I have got no idea. And on to our centres. Um, in the third round, we got Max Turek, Pat Elfine, um, Grasu. Isaac Semelo, Graham mm. Glasgow, and Mason Cole. That's, yeah, it's not the worst. You some can, all right names in there. there. And uh, 2015, we got Austin Writer, Kyle Fuller, Will Clapp, and Austin Blythe.
1: Wow. Uh, it's, it's center seems okay. I mean, you could make that work. You could make that work.
0: Yeah. I I think we've just got to hope some of them sort of crack on, um, and it'll
1: probably be sort of that early pick the year after. We we might have to trade for one. We might have to give up some future draft picks and get some guards in here. (laughs)
0: We we might bring some people in for training camp that do really well, considering (laughs) five of the 32 are UDFAs. So, uh, hey, (laughs) we might bring in a couple of crackers from uh, the uh, undrafted list, and they just beat out all of them guards. So... We'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be an exciting offense, mainly because no one knows what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I mean, your quarterback could die on a weekly basis. Get the uh, ambulance. Keep the ambulance running at all times. Don't shut off that engine.
0: <laughs> well, that is the end of the offense. I'm just going to do a quick run through of where we're at. Quarterback, round one, free agent, UDFA. Running back, round four, round seven, UDFA. Wide receiver, two free agents, a second round, fourth round, and two UDFAs. Tight end, free agent, round two, round five, and a UDFA. Tackle, round one, two free agents and a sixth rounder. And guard, two third rounders and a sixth rounder. And centre, a third rounder and a seventh rounder. So uh, it's it's a nice balance of talent. And uh, fingers crossed, they turn out all right.
1: Well, you uh, the the normal hit rate is about forty percent, so <laughs> I don't know how we're looking. Well, if our quarterback with this
0: O line can hit forty percent completions, then he's doing well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's one of them. It's it's an interesting start to the show. Um, we'll find out by the time we get to the end of the defense if we're sacked. And uh Goodell's brought in someone else to uh, manage the team. But, uh no. So, guys, we're going to end this podcast here. Going to have to come back next week for the second half. Um, I can't tell you where it's going to go because at this point, I've got no idea. But we're having a lot of fun. There's been a lot of interesting debates. So, thank you very much for joining me. Um, give everyone a quick reminder. If they're not following you guys on Twitter or listening to your podcast, Guys, you're doing it wrong. Here's the details. Make sure you go sort it out.
1: Yeah, uh, we do a podcast anywhere that you find podcasts called Surviving the Season, me and my brother, Adam. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, at STS podcast. Our email is uh, STS. Actually, Adam always says it, so I never remember what it is, but it doesn't matter. Go. Season at gmail.com. It- that is what it is, yeah. <laughs> Adam, Adam, one day, he goes, hey, check the email. I go, I don't know what it is. He goes, we said it for 200 straight shows. I go, yeah, but I've never said it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we just have a lot of fun, sort of like we're, we're doing right here, and uh, talk to Browns all the time. So if you're into the Browns, you, chances are you'll, you'll enjoy our show. Appreciate Uh-oh. it,
0: man. Guys, make sure you review the podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week, and let's see what
1: happens.